You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. College football fans, welcome into week eight of the season. Here we are heading into uh, late October. Um, really happy to be here tonight. Let me welcome in, before we get started, let me welcome in my co-host of ESPN3, former great for the ECU Pirates, Jason Holter. Jay, what's up, man? What's up, baby? I'm good. How's it going? It's going well, buddy. Um, you know, definitely, uh, I can't complain on this end. You know, it's, it is it is hard to believe, Jay, week eight. You know, uh, we're heading into late October now. So this is the time where coaches make their money, right, in conference play? Yeah, this is when uh, their separation and pretenders and contenders start to uh, show themselves. No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, before, before we get going in here, Jay, a little congratulations to you, my friend. Uh, La- our last show, which was actually two weeks ago, was our highest uh, highest viewed show. Jay, we had over three thousand hits. Damn. So, so uh, you know, it's it's pretty fun to see it grow. You know, I think our first show had about 50, uh, 50, 50 views, and uh, so we're we're growing week over week. So, kudos to you, my friend. Well, everybody's probably listening to your advice and not mine. So, we appreciate everybody listening in. But uh, Matt's been on fire this season. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you bounced back last time. I don't know if Bubba is able to uh, – we have Bubba Rosenbaum producing tonight. Uh, I don't know if Bubba is able to throw the records up on the screen, but you had a good week. You had yeah, I mean, I, didn't, I, didn't, I wanted to be humble about it, but now that you brought it up, it was pretty amazing, wasn't it? Go ahead and brag, brother. Go ahead. <laughs> I've only had one good week, so got to take what I can. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good week last week. I think this week there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of interesting games too, which uh, – which, you know, just seems like every weekend just gets better and better. No doubt, Jay. And, uh, you know, let's let's go ahead and just get right into it. I mean, you know, there's there's no bigger game this weekend. One of the biggest games of the season. I've been looking forward to this so much, and that's Penn State at Ohio State. And uh, so you have Penn State's number seven, number seven at number three. It's the Buckeyes by four and a half. Uh, unfortunately, Jay, this is a noon kickoff. I was hoping it would be a primetime game i'm a little surprised by that but um what a game man this is gonna have ramifications felt throughout the rest of the season um i i firmly believe one of these teams will make the playoff uh and it could come down to the winner of this one so let's go ahead and jump into it jay what are your thoughts on this one gosh you know what Uh, yeah this is big and you know this this game is going to have a huge say in uh, these two teams' futures, and uh, a lot of pressure on Ohio State in this game. Being at home, Penn State, uh, you know, uh, their quarterback Drew Aller is amazing. Probably going to be the number one and number two pick next year, not this year in the draft, but next year. They've got a talented sophomore class. This is a team that's probably going to be in the top three next year, but uh, they, they're already number seven right now. 
I've been thinking about this one going back and forth. Uh, that that number is a high number, and and I think Penn State can win this. But this is a younger Penn State team. Are they ready for that big signature win? Are they ready to do it? And, and Drew Aller's first big road test. Ohio State hasn't played perfect, uh, and maybe people are a little bit down on Ohio State. But I I think in this game, I, I'm just going to roll with Ohio State. Whenever they seem to be challenged, other than Michigan, whenever they get challenged, they come through. So I'm going to say Ohio State wins this and covers. Wow, I like it. I like it, Jay. I was thinking you were going Penn State. We've both been bullish on Penn State since the start of the season. Yeah. Um, we really have. I, I know you're very big on the offensive tackle that's going to be a top 10 draft pick in the NFL. And, you know, this, this what a matchup. What a matchup. Uh, you know, you look at Penn State. They're number one in total defense, Jay, in the country. They're giving up. Now, you want to have this? How about this for a stat? How impressive is this? 193 yards per game is what they're giving up, Jay. Pretty That's good. Nice. I mean, that is that is unbelievable. To put it in perspective, Michigan is number two, and they're giving up 233 yards a game. And we all know how good that defense is. So Really, really impressive defense. You know, um, I really think that Penn State, if they're going to take that next step under James Franklin, um, this is the time to do it. I I really believe they're the better team um, on paper. Now, going into the horseshoe, that's a whole other challenge. Talk about a difficult place to win. Ohio State is always loaded with talent. And just like Georgia, Jay, when push comes to shove, when you put them in a big spot, they're going to respond well. They always do, no matter what. Um, you know, but I, I'm I'm rolling with the Nittany Lions, Jay. I, I really am. I, I just like this team. I feel like it's their year. I feel like they're underrated at number seven. You know, some some people have them number seven. Some people like number six. Um, but I feel like they're a little underrated right now. You know, and again, I, you mentioned Drew Alar. Really like him. I, I think they have they're just loaded on both sides of the ball. So I'm going Penn State money line, Sonny. I think they're going to win the game in the horseshoe. How about that? Well, I, I I'm with you on that. I I think this game is going to show. No one really knows. Is Penn State for real? If they win this, they are. If Ohio State loses, there's going to be. I mean, it's going to be. It's going to be a bad, a bad weekend up in Columbus, and people are going to be furious if they lose this. Um, so I, I don't know if Ohio State wins this. That means they're still for real. So we'll see. But I think it's going to be a great game, no doubt. And uh, Bubba, how about you throw your comment up, Bubba? Who do you have in this game? If you if you're able to uh, chime in, on I'd love to know who you have in this one, uh, just out of curiosity. But uh, but what a game! You know, and then, hey, it's not going to get both of these teams still have Michigan to play as well. So, um, you know, it doesn't get any easier. But uh, Bubba, Bubba's rolling Penn State plus the four and a half. All right. Bubba going Nittany Lions. I like it. All right. Jay, what do we have next here, Jay? Bubba, what's the next game? We have number 17, Tennessee at number 11, Alabama. Uh, this is a 3.30 game on CBS, and it's the Crimson Tide minus eight and a half. 
Ooh, that's a tough one, Jay. What do you think? Oh, that that thing's impossible, isn't it? I mean, eight and a fat, eight and a half. Uh, you know, you, you don't know with this Alabama team what they're going to do. Some weeks they're hot, some weeks they're not. You know, last week against Arkansas had a tough game. Tennessee, big win over AM. I know it's hard, you know, to, to have two big games back to back to like Tennessee has, you know, Alabama kind of sleepwalking against Arkansas. I think Alabama's going to cover here and win by 10 points. I'll tell you, I, I just don't know what to make of Alabama this year, Jay. Like, they, you know, it can be so impressive, and then they can have letdown games like like that time against USF. And um, I just I really don't know what to make of them. Uh, but you know, it's in Bryant Denny Stadium. Um, I do think you know Tennessee tends to run up points on on weaker opponents. I want to see what they can do against Alabama's defense. I'm not necessarily a, a believer um, in Tennessee this year. I'll have to agree with you on this one, Jay. I'll go Alabama minus eight and a half at home to get it done. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to come through on that one. No doubt. It just seems like anytime Alabama is looking at a letdown, Saban has a way of keeping that program exactly where they need to be. So uh, my money is is typically on Saban in these games. But uh, so there we go. We agree on that one, buddy. First uh, First agreement of the day. What do we have next, Bubba? All right. Let's see. We have Florida State here, Jay. This is a game at Florida State. How about this? Number 16, Duke, at number four, Florida State. And it's the Knowles by 14 and a half, Jay. What do you think of this one? You know what? I mean, I'm I'm going to go with Duke here. I just think Duke's kind of – defied all logic this year. I think Duke is really good. Um, Florida State really hasn't had a huge test other than, uh, you know, the LSU. They had a couple close games. I think Florida State's really good. That's going to be tough for for the Blue Devils, but I, I think they can cover this and uh, make this a closer game. Jay, Even with their su- backup quarterback. Are you a little surprised that this line is 14 and a half? I mean, considering the way Duke's played defense – um, they hold NC State last week to three points, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, obviously held down Notre Dame, you know, held down Clemson. Are you a little surprised by the line here? I, I am. I mean, I, I just think their defense is going to keep them in the game. And I think maybe without Riley Leonard, you know, they they think they're going to come back. They're going to come back uh, – Come back down here a little bit, but I, I I'm a believer in Duke, and I'm going to ride with the Blue Devils. Yeah, you know I'm I'm with you on that. I just think I think defensively Duke is playing outstanding. That half a point, the fourteen and a half, um, you know, gives me a little pause on this one. It gives me a little concern. Um, I do think Florida State is outstanding. They're much better than I gave them credit for at the start of the year. Um, love the coach. You know, I've said this every week. Norvell is one of my favorite coaches in the country. The guy plays aggressive. He's not afraid to take shots. He he coaches his team loose. So when the game gets tight, he stays loose. He calls plays loose. Um, really love him as a coach. But that's a big line, and I love what uh, Duke's doing defensively. And Florida State's going to win the game, in my opinion, but I don't see them covering the 14-and-a-half, Jay. So I'll go Duke. Bubba, what do you have on that one, buddy? Throw your comment up. Let's see what Bubba has. 
if I if I know Bubba, I'll say he's gonna go. I I think he'll go Duke, Jay. I think he'll go Duke, and and that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna go Duke on that one too. So, all right, what do we have next? Let's see. We have now this game. You know, I, we were a little hesitant, Jay, to put this one up on the screen here. There's not a tremendous uh, number of great games this week to choose from, but. Obviously, Michigan State is way down, but it's a rivalry game, and you never know, right? In a rivalry game, you have number two Michigan at State. It's the Wolverines by 24. This is a 7.30 p.m. game on NBC. Big number here, Jay. What do you think? Well, I mean, I just think in a rivalry game, I mean, Michigan could win this game by 50, but I just think in a rivalry game, that changes, that kind of changes everything. I think Michigan will win this, but I, I do think it's going to be closer than than the spread. So I think Michigan State will cover. All right. I like it. I like it. And, you know, I, I, I'm definitely torn on this one. I think what I'm going to go with, I'm going to hang my hat on the fact that Michigan defensively is holding their opponents to, uh, I want to say it's under seven points a game now. Um, so that defense is just outstanding. People just can't seem to score on them. So I just think by default, Michigan will will pull away. I know it's a rivalry game. I just think Michigan State's so inept this year um, that I think Michigan will pull away and win convincingly. So I'm going to go with the Wolverines. Um, and I don't know if you saw earlier today, Jay, that Michigan has been called out under uh, investigation by the NCAA for stealing signs from the up from the opposing teams. Did you hear about that? Stealing signals, Jay. You're on mute. I think there we go. Sorry, I'm back. Yeah, I, I did see that. It'll be interesting to see what shakes out from from that. How do you prove something like that? I mean, apparently they had people going to their opponents' games to scout them and specifically reviewing, um, or 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 you know, looking at the signals and the signs. And trying to steal those. I mean, I, I don't even know if you can prove something like that. It's you talk about going the extra mile though to win a football game. That's that's. I'm actually slightly impressed, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the exact rules are. What you know, I mean, I don't I don't know enough about the situation. But I'll just put it this way: there's a lot of stuff going on in college football that you know <laughs> people could get in trouble with. So doesn't surprise me. But I think there's a lot of things going on in other programs too, whether that's recruiting, whether that's something similar, whatever it may be. So, you know, they're obviously on to something here. We'll see what happens. But I think there's a lot of stuff going on behind closed doors everywhere. No doubt about it. And uh, I do think Harbaugh is the type of guy where he's going to push those limits, you know, wherever he is. So, anyway, so we're split on this one. You have the Spartans. I have the Wolverines. We'll, we'll see what happens. Should be fun to watch. What do we have next, Bubba? Here we go. All right. So we have – this is the 8 o'clock game on Fox. We have the Utes, number 14, at 5-1, and one, going into number 18, USC. It's the Trojans by 7. Whew, what do you think about this one? Well, I figure that USC is going to have a bounce-back game. I, I just don't know. I mean, I think, I think Utah is good, and I think they're going to keep this close. I mean, to me – I'm going to go with maybe a minor surprise here because normally I'd go with USC with the bounce back. 
I think Utah's going to cover. I don't think I don't think USC's got it together. So I'll go with the Utes to cover. Yeah, I mean, listen, USC. They just. <laughs> it's great that you can put up forty points a week, but if you can't hold anybody, you know you, you're going to have problems. And you know they got beat up pretty good at Notre Dame last week. Um, you know, I think you know Caleb Williams. He he struggled in that game. He threw a few uncharacteristic picks. I do think he'll bounce back this week and play better. But Utah's defense is outstanding. They really are. They're not going to be intimidated. Utah shows up every single week. Um, they're by far the better team defensively. I think they're going to keep this very close. So I can even see them winning, Jay. So I always tend to pick Utah, and I'm sticking with them. I'm going with the Utes um, to cover the seven and possibly just win it outright. Tough game, though, Jay, to pick. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I trust Utah more than I trust USC. USC's played bad the past two weeks. They almost lost to Arizona, too. What do you think it is, Jay? I mean, you look at Lincoln Riley. His teams just don't play defense. I mean, it can't just be as simple as the up-tempo attack. It can't be that simple. I mean, what what do you think it is about his teams? Do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, is it recruiting? Is he just putting all his eggs in one basket? What is it? Well, I I just think – I think it's a multitude of things. I think, you know, first of all, they, there is more, they do have more, a little bit more balance this year, but you know, there's still concepts of that, that air raid system where it's throw the ball all the time. Well, that gets your defense tired, you know, so there, that, that's a big key. Now, again, they, they do run the ball a little bit more, but whenever you're facing a team that your strength is your passing game, that's what you're going to practice against and practice. So they're not they're not and their defense played better against against Notre Dame, but this defense isn't built to stop the run. You know, they're 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 built to play, you know, basketball on grass because that's what they go against with their offense. Um and then also too, you know, in the Colorado game, when Colorado came back, they they weren't using the clock. They were still going up tempo and Colorado almost came back where if USC would have taken more time off the clock, Colorado wouldn't have had a chance. So those are just some factors, but I mean, the other one is, you know, I'm not in the program, so I don't know this, but, you know, obviously the focus there is on offense. And when you have that much of a focus there and, uh, you know, it's it's really all about the quarterback, it's all about the passing game, there's no way you can have a great defense or great mindset when that's like your whole offense is your whole mindset is about putting up 50 points because that's not going to protect your defense and you're not going to have play complimentary football. So long answer, but I think there's a lot of reasons why. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, you, you just have to you have to believe that Lincoln Riley, as time goes on there, he's got every resource imaginable at his disposal. They have money. They have NIL. They have everything going for them. He's got to find a way to get better on defense. To me, it's just unacceptable. I mean, with the talent you can draw from, um, they, they have to figure that out. So, um, you know. We'll see how that goes. Really quick, just to interject uh, on the games for one second, I want to thank our lead sponsor for Sonny and Semenza, Kevin Walker, former great ECU pirate, licensed general contractor, LNK Custom Homes. Call Kevin Walker at LNK Custom Homes, licensed general contractor, former great pirate. We appreciate Kevin's support for the show. So thank you, Kevin. 
Uh, here's a quote from my former teammate, Jay. I don't know. A little, we were a little before your time. You're a youngster compared to us, Jay. But uh, Mark Lugiano, who I'm sure you're familiar with, hot clock management with Lincoln. Yep, exactly. To your point, Jay, he didn't uh, do a great job managing the clock. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that's a that's a great point, and that's a real thing. And you, know, you look at when he was at East Carolina, it was pass happy. Anytime your your offense is passing the ball all the time, what are you practicing in defense? You're not practicing inside inside run. You're practicing to go when ones are on ones. You know they're they're practicing what we run. So you're getting used to that. You know passing game. You're you're not you're not built to win and have toughness on defense when you're going against that in practice. So I agree. It's all all the above and clock management is huge. Absolutely. And uh, thanks to uh, my boy, Mark Libiano for chiming in. Jay, I, like I said, he, Mark was a little before your time at ECU, but uh, great linebacker, uh, originally from PA, you know, uh, another northerner that came down to ECU and had a great impact on the program. So uh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Keep keep the comments coming, Libiano. Um, but Bubba, what do we have next on the screen here? What's the next game? Unless we put Bubba to sleep, Jay. We we might have put Bubba to sleep with the next one here. So let me let me pull it up here. It might have dropped. So Bubba. This is what we have next, Jay. So we have all right. Let's go. How about this? How about this? We go to the East Carolina game. All right, let's go to the East Carolina game, uh, which is pretty painful to do, Jay, because we're going to be hosting Charlotte. You know, I I have been pretty hard on Charlotte, if you listen to me, over the years. Um, my issue, I think my issue with Charlotte, well, I know my issue, is that I don't feel like that's a program that earned their way uh, into the American. They're here because of the city that they're in. They're very fortunate to be in the Charlotte market. They really didn't earn their way, but hey, either way, here they are. And you know, I, I can't even really come down on them too hard, Jay, because who right now who is East Carolina to, to look their nose down on anyone? So, uh, what do you think about yeah. this, Jay? Line opened at nine; it's down to six and a half. What are your thoughts here? Well, I I, I think it's going to be a close game. <laughs> I think it's going to be low scoring. Um, I, I think. You know, I, I think here in this game, Charlotte's defense and East Carolina's defense are the strength. Um, so I, I would go with the under on this game. I think it's going to be real low scoring. I think it's going to be a defensive battle. And I, I really think it's going to come down to which team makes the mistake or makes more mistakes. I think the team that, you know, they don't necessarily have to light it up or play great. As long as you don't make mistakes, you're probably going to win this game. So whichever team uh, can protect the ball, limit their penalties, uh, play field position, I think is going to be the team that wins it. But I, I think it's going to be close. No doubt about it. I, I'll tell you, let, let me say something positive about, about East Carolina. I, I was very impressed with the way their defense played for 95% of that game last week. Um, I thought they did a – honestly, in the secondary, outside of one or two plays – they played outstanding because there were times where SMU's quarterback was scrambling in the pocket for six, 
literally six, seven seconds. And our secondary was able to cover up their receivers on the back end. And they did a really nice job. I think they, I think our defense wore down a little bit mentally in the fourth quarter because they weren't getting any support from the offense. Um, but I, I was impressed. I, I'm very impressed with our corner, Ravel. You know, that's a kid who's 6'3". He can run. He was targeted 10 times, only gave up two completions. And one of them was just one of the best catches you'll ever see by the SMU wide receiver. So, you know, I'll say this. I feel like the ECU defense is moving in the right direction. Offensively, though, Jay, you know, it is uh, it is not pretty to watch, right? Yeah, there, there's, there's just uh, – yeah, there's still a lot of games left, but – They've they've got to they've got to get some balance on offense and, and just kind of kind of get some explosive plays and and no matter who they play coming up here they've got to find a way to get some explosive plays. No doubt. And uh, when that line first opened at nine, I, I was a little surprised. I, I really was. I thought that was way too high. I see this as a pick'em game. You know, I, I hate to say it. But I see this as a pick em game. And I agree with you, Jay. It's going to come down to who makes less mistakes. You know, I, I think what you really want to do if you're East Carolina is try to win the field position matchup. So, you know, it, let's just say you win the toss. I would defer. I would try to get a, a quick stop, maybe a three and out, and, and try to win that field position battle where you get a short field and now you put your offense in a situation where they can actually you know, thrive a little bit. Because if you ask them to go to the length of the field, it's not going to happen too often. I think that's a key. And then, you know, Jay, last week, four false starts on first down for ECU. Four false starts on first down. So you're going to have to clean that up. If you keep getting behind the chains and starting every drive off with a penalty or a sack or, you know, negative yardage in in the running game, you just can't win like that. So... East Carolina has a lot to clean up. And, you know, I hope the linemen were really challenged this week because you just can't – listen, at this level of football, you can't – you cannot have four false starts in a game. You just can't do it, especially on first down. You're just not going to win like that. Well, I mean, in order to win when when there's a lot of issues, you you can't have penalties and you can't have turnovers. You you know, you just – you got to limit that stuff to give yourself a chance. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's got to be the key to to succeed here the rest of the year is, you know, continue improvement, obviously, but also you just can't beat yourself. No doubt about it, Jay. And, you know, I just wanted to take these, you know, the the sort of five minutes here and kind of take a look at, you know, you you look at – the problems East Carolina is, is having this season at one in five. And, you know, I, I certainly wasn't expecting a conference championship this year, but I was expecting a better, a better product on the field, especially offensively. And, you know, you're hearing all these different things, Jay, you're hearing about, we don't have the resources in NIL. We don't have an indoor practice facility. The portal is hurting us. And those are all viable. Those, those are, those are not just, uh, you know, phony excuses. Those are real things. But you take a look around the country, and there are teams out there, Jay, that are doing more with less. And I'm just going to throw out a few names to you, Jay. You tell me what you think here. Um, take I'll throw out three names. James Madison, who is undefeated. Air Force, who is undefeated. And then Liberty, 
three teams right there. Jay, I mean, what, what, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I just, I, I mean, I just think, you know, of course, of course, every school, you know, there, there's built-in advantages or, or disadvantages at any school in the country. You know, certain schools have more resources, certain schools have less resources, certain teams have tougher conferences, and, you know, all the way across the board. I just think whatever school you're at, whether that's East Carolina or anywhere else, what's your potential? Take away all those other things with the guys on the field that you have. Are you playing to your full potential? And you look at someone like Duke. You know, Duke, Duke's Duke's not uh, – you know they're not a football school in the ACC. Duke is winning big because they're getting the most out of what they have. They're identifying the right players, of course. You know, but they're not getting all five-star guys. You know, but what they are getting fits their program, and they're getting the most out of them. And I, and I just think at those places, that's that's what's going on. Is you know, there's there's they're winning, but even teams that maybe aren't aren't you know winning as high level, maybe a team. You know, it isn't to that caliber as those ones you listed, but they're still making the most of their opportunity. And that's the key, you know. So for East Carolina, you know, it's a tough year right now. But whatever your potential is, you've got to make the most of it and, and get the most out of your, your players. And, and, you know, East Carolina and every other school, you know, has an opportunity to, uh, to, to play at a high level, no matter what the talent level is. Yeah, and Jay, like, you know, let's take a look at James Madison for a second. This team is 6-0. and They just curb-stomped, curb-stomped Georgia Southern, who's a very solid team, 41-13. to You know, if James Madison, who, you know, they're in our region of the country, they're a team that just recently, you know, moved up from FCS. Uh, obviously a rich tradition there with some national championships, but – how, you know, it's really tough for me to wrap my mind around the fact that James Madison is getting better talent um, and just a significantly better football team than East Carolina right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, right now for the Pirates, it's you know obviously a tough year, but that's that's got to be the thing, you know, moving forward. You know, it's all about recruiting and development and right schemes and, and just all the way across the board. I mean. A team. Anytime a team is winning big, there's multiple reasons why they're winning big. And anytime there's, you know, for the Pirates right now, it's a tough go of it. But it's not just one thing. I mean, there, there's multiple things that you know, in order to win, you know, we'll we'll have to improve on. And uh, you know, and it, it's all the way across the board. And it's a total team effort. You know, from players, coaches, just everything. You know, everything has to be evaluated to see, you know, what what can be improved to get it going the right way. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you, you know, you look at these three teams I just mentioned, just Liberty, Air Force, and James Madison. Air Force is a team, the academies cannot even utilize the transfer portal. So you talk about playing with one hand tied behind your back. You can lose guys to it, but you cannot bring in guys from the portal. Uh, very impressive what Air Force is doing right now. You know, they just knocked off number 25, Wyoming, 34 to 27. You know, you just have to appreciate these programs that are doing more with less. You know, take a look at Liberty. Chadwell's first season there, you know, they don't have as much TV revenue as East Carolina. Um, why are they getting talent, okay, uh, and, and able to score so many points offensively and we can't? Something is not right. Um, 
you know, and, and, and obviously we just talked about James Madison. So going to be interesting to watch Jay, um, you know, in my opinion, the offensive line is the foundation of your football team. It starts from the inside out. East Carolina has got to find a way this offseason to bring in, in my opinion, no less than five offensive linemen from the portal. Um, I, I just think you have to do it. I don't see any reason why you can't do it in this day and age. So I, I think that's what you have to do, and you're going to have to bring a quarterback in from the portal too, Jay. So um, – you know, what, do you, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I, I just think, you know, once the season gets finished, they'll evaluate everything. But, I, I mean, I think everything will be will be uh, looked at. And I'm sure multiple, you know, changes will be made with personnel, with, with everything um, to try to get it turned around. No doubt. No doubt. And I don't know, Jay, if you, if you can't make a pick on that game. But uh, if the line is six and a half, I, I would – I'm just going to – be optimistic and say the Pirates find a way to cover it, but it won't be easy. It's going to be an ugly game. Um, it's going to be a, you know, the over-under is 40 points. So it's going to be a defensive battle. And, uh, you know, you just, you know, if you're Mike Houston, you really have to win this game because you right now you have a fan base that's grown restless. Um, you're obviously sitting at one and five. This would be a disaster the entire program, but specifically for, for Coach Mike Houston, if you lose this game at home to Charlotte, Jay. Yeah, I mean, it's a big one. It's a big for big one for both teams, but I mean, for the Pirates, definitely at home, you know, there's there's pressure to get it turned around, and it starts this weekend, and this is a it's a game that, I mean, I know both teams are having a, a tough year right now, but it's, it's a big one for each program for different reasons. No doubt about it. And we have a question here from uh, Emmanuel Paul. Do you guys agree with the staff taking Garcia out of the game versus SMU? Um, I, I, I'll take that one, you know, first. I, I, you know, my my thought on the quarterback situation with East Carolina is, you know, a lot of times it's week to week. But for this team, in this situation, it's almost quarter to quarter. And I didn't really have a problem going away from Mason at that point because I thought he was struggling. Um, and I thought there was a chance that Flynn could give us a spark um, because at times Flynn has performed well. You know, you saw he had moments to get right against Rice. He had some moments against Michigan and App State. Um, so I was hoping he'd be able to give us a little spark there. Um, I, I, I'll tell you this. I do feel that it's now time for Mason to take over this job. Um, if he is the you know next in line, if he's the future um, I do think this is Mason's time. I think he'll get the start, and I think you kind of have to roll with him, Jay. And um, wh- what are your thoughts about that? Well, I, I just think that listen, you know, I'm not out of practice and don't know the inside scoop, and you know, so there's always there's always things that you know these are obviously outside perspective. I just think it is easier. I think everybody agrees it's easier when one guy is in the game, and you know, whether that's Flynn or Mason, one guy it will calm everything down for the whole team. Now, if multiple guys are in there, that means somebody hasn't won the job. So, you know, I think in an ideal world, you want to have one guy, and if that's Mason, then let it be Mason. If it's Flynn, let it be him. But whoever gives the team the best chance to win 
is the guy that needs to be in there. But I, I do think overall it's better if it is just one guy getting the majority of the playing time. Yeah, no doubt. And I and I think for this week specifically, and we have a comment from from uh, from a good friend of mine, Kyle Barber, uh, who mentions uh, Andrew Bates thinks Mason will play the full game on Saturday. And I agree with that. I think he will too. You know, I think it's it makes sense this week when you look at the fact that what's the one thing that's going to get you beat in this game faster than anything? It's going to be turning over the football. And the one thing Flynn has not been able to do is secure the football. Had a few key turnovers last week late in that game that really cost ECU. Um, so I would, in this situation, you know, it's going to be ugly. I would prefer to go with a more ball control style offense here and put the ball in Mason's hands and, and see what he can do with it. So I agree with that. Um, certainly will be interesting to watch, but, um, you know, Jay, I think, uh, I think we covered it, buddy. I think, um, I think we cover all the games. It's going to be an interesting weekend to watch. Obviously no bigger than that. Uh, none bigger than that Ohio state Penn state game, but, uh, any final thoughts, Jay, before we wrap it up? Yeah, well, there's going to be some good games in the early window at Penn State, Ohio State at noon, and then, you know, for the the Pirates playing at two. So uh, it's going to be a good day of football all the way through, but we won't uh, we won't have to wait long. It'll, it'll be good starting right at 12. So can't wait to see what happens. Good job tonight, brother. Yeah, man, are you feeling confident on your picks? Like, how confident are you on a scale of one to ten? Uh, hell no. But if I, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I do well, then I'm going to brag about it next week. So, you know, I'm, I'm – I'm, uh, I don't want to be too overconfident now, but if I do well, then I'll then I'll be then I'll then I'll let everybody know. <laughs> Just Bubba, kidding. Bubba is texting me as we speak, and he, you know, I don't know, man. He he said. He said Sonny's picks are just awful this week. That's what he said. I, I'm just telling you what he said. Well, he he might be right. <laughs> but if he's wrong, he's going to hear it next week. So, Bubba. Keep talking that talk. Just be ready. Be ready, Bubba. Be ready. I'm but if you're, if you're right, then you can kick me while I'm down. It's all good, brother. <laughs> I'll take my medicine. And yes, I am stirring the pot a little bit, Bubba. But uh, all good, man. Well, Jay, hey, thank you so much. Uh, great job, as always. I hope you have a great weekend. Um, definitely appreciate everybody tuning into the show tonight. We try to keep this short and sweet, under 40 minutes. Uh, definitely subscribe to our youtube channel at the sports objective uh we can be found on facebook uh twitter anywhere where podcasts can be found tell your friends like and subscribe thanks very much jay have a great week and with that said we're out of here Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.